Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. The heart and soul of this podcast is to give you some good advice on how you can grow and scale your business. Now, whether you're a new business owner or you're a more seasoned business owner, those of us who've been in the game for a while, we know that there's no simple answer to running a successful business. In fact, what worked in one situation for one business may not work at all for another business. There's a lot of complexity in business, and I've just always been a fan of breaking things down into its simplest, most tangible form. That's what this show is all about. We're going to be talking today. We've, we had an episode that came out a little bit earlier this month on content and why you need content. I want to continue that conversation, but I want to talk about why consistency is probably the most competitive competitive advantage you can have in business. Let me say that again. Consistency is one of the most competitive advantages you can have in business. And I don't just mean like competitive in terms of why someone buys from you versus someone else. But when we talk about the game against ourself, you know, a lot of times when it comes to running a business, we're not actually talking about running a business that, uh, you know, you're beating out all these other competitors. That's pretty rarely the case. More often than not, businesses fail because they themselves weren't able to be run correctly. Uh, they weren't able to operate at the correct level to bring in cash, to, to bring in customers and what have you. So, I want to talk about why consistency is so key for that. Before we dive in, though, we do have a word from one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. Of course, if you enjoy the podcast, you'd like to advertise your business on the show, you can always reach out Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. And a couple other quick plugs. We do have a Patreon. Uh, it's $5 a month. You can jump on patreon.com slash goodadvice if you want to support the podcast. Uh, and then lastly, if you like the podcast, obviously tell your friends about it. Um, or if you get onto Good Advice here in Northwest Arkansas, you can drop us a review on our Google profile. But if you really don't like the podcast, maybe don't leave a review. So just kidding. All that to say, uh, we'll dive in here in a second. Quick word from sponsor. We'll be right back. See you soon. We talk to all sorts of business owners on the podcast. And one of the most common trends is business owners who just for whatever reason didn't fit in the corporate environment. A lot of entrepreneurs are seeking something. They're seeking an answer and they're trying to figure out the simple question of how do I fit in the world? And more importantly, is there a way to make a living that doesn't involve the traditional nine to five job? One of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to entrepreneurs is, hey, you got to learn about who you are, what drives you, your motivation. That's why I want to tell you about this book, Your Turning Point, 33 Questions for Transformation. I love the impact I've been able to make through good advice and the good advice podcast, but that would not have been doable without taking an honest assessment of who I was today and who I wanted to be tomorrow. Go to the website, the33questions.com, and get yourself a copy of Your Turning Point by Stephen J. Blank, and let's continue on this road for transformation together. Again, the website is the33questions.com, where you can buy your book today. So I mentioned this in the intro, we're not really talking about competition today. However, I think consistency is a big piece of competition you know, over the years of doing the podcast, man, I remember five years ago starting the podcast and it, it felt like, and maybe this is a little bit of like rose tinted glasses, but I feel like 
podcasting was kind of a rare thing. I remember thinking back, starting the show, and almost kind of feeling like a little bit of a quirky dork doing a podcast. Like, I remember telling people I was doing a podcast. And I think maybe also this is a little bit of like um, people who know you will never fully appreciate you like a stranger will. This isn't like some like grand concept. It's it's the bottom line is that people who have known you your whole life, they will always typically underestimate you on average. I mean, we all have people that's also that are in our corner that I mean, they are raving fans of yours. But people who know us and they know the yuckiness of us and our flaws and all these different things. It's honestly why I love my wife so much is because she she knows me through and through. And yet she's my biggest fan. Why? I don't know. But, um, you know, that's why it, it, having people like that is so important. But point being, you know, people who have known you for a long time. They they just aren't typically as admiring of your work as the stranger on the internet will. So telling people I was doing a podcast, I remember, oh man, I just, over the years, I got so many jokes and uh, comments and nothing that like really hurt my feelings or anything, but just, you know, kind of just like underestimating comments of like, oh yeah, you know, doing that, doing that podcast thing, Mr. Podcaster. And, you know, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I guess I am. <laughs> but flash forward to five years later, and a lot of people are doing podcasts now. A lot of mainstream people, you see a lot of actors who, um, I think of the, um, the women of the office who have their podcast. See a lot of different celebrities who do their own shows, and podcasting is a pretty cool thing. I'm glad it has grown, it has blown up. Otherwise, I'd probably be in a pretty bad spot today. Point isn't to say like I figured it out. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't even smart enough to do it. Randy Wilburn, who he hosts the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, he was really the one to be like, "Hey, you should do a podcast." And frankly, uh, I had no customers and I had nothing to do with my time, so I thought, "Sure, why not? I'll do a podcast." But flash forward to today, and it's funny how many people do podcasts, and sometimes I get in these conversations where, and, and honestly, people in our area, for those of you listening, if you're not from Northwest Arkansas, I don't know what your business environment is. I hear a lot about how kind Northwest Arkansas is and how welcoming Northwest Arkansas is to other businesses. I think part of that is that it's a very transient place. People are moving in and out at such a high pace that there's, there's sort of like this effect of like, it's not really truly anyone's home. So it'd be a bit territorial to be like, this is, you know, this is my, this is my place. Right now, having said that, there are some people who they've been here for 20 plus years. Right. But I hear a lot from business owners who are new to the area. In fact, I think about our, our Tuesday morning group, our growth group. People who say like, oh, how new they are. People are so nice here. People are so great here. Uh, and I love that. So no one ever says things like this overtly, but sometimes I get comments like, hey, I heard so-and-so is doing a podcast and hey, or not even someone's, someone's doing a podcast, but you know, hey, I heard someone's basically saying, hey, I heard so-and-so is opening like a competing service with yours. And I never really give those much thought, honestly, I give it thought in the sense of I do a quick check on like, okay, what's this person offering that I'm not offering? 
And is there any credibility there to something I should invest my time into iterating and developing? But point being, more often than not, my philosophy is when a new business pops up or a competitor pops up, I'm usually like, man, I've been doing this for five years and I will probably outlast most people who get into this game. It's a lot like realtors. We got what? 30, 30. We got 3000 realtors in Northwest Arkansas. If you're a lifelong career realtor and a new realtor pops up and comes to your networking group or whatever, you're probably feeling pretty cozy. You're probably thinking like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm probably going to outlast you now. Honestly, I think this is even a better way to do it. What I typically try to do is give as much good advice as I can to those people, because honestly, I wish someone had with me. Um, I remember being in that situation and just desperately wanting to do good. I just wanted to help people, but feeling gatewall, not feeling like overtly like held at arm's length, but definitely definitely feeling, um, a bit on the out, I guess. Uh, so what I try to do is when someone's new to the game, when someone's new to a service, that is something I offer. Um, I try to honestly just give as much advice as I can. Uh, cause frankly, in my perspective, there is so much money in this area that there is no worry that there's no worry of running out of customers. And I feel like that's the right way to do it. But aside from that, I've learned that most people won't make it long-term with their business. Part of that is stuff outside their control. You know, I think about people who started a restaurant right before COVID. Um, it's a little out of your control. It's going to affect your long-term, right? So part of it's out of your control. The other part of it is really what I want to talk about today. And it's the challenge I have for you today. I think being successful is so much less about genuine insight. It is so much less about a one-off occurrence. It's not about the one customer that you met, the one person you talked to. Now, these things happen, right? You do meet people who are, you know, it's, it's an amazing evolution in your professional career, people who see talent in you or they see quality in you and they want to know more. And it leads, you know, one thing leads to another. But what I have found is that people are overly insistent about those one-off situations and replicating it. than they are about being consistent and doing good work. Think about this for a second. You know, I think kind of like the stereotypical example of this is going to the gym. You don't go to the gym one time and then be mad that you look in the mirror afterwards. And by the way, this is like, this is like such a bad example. Cause I I've joked with people that I actively avoid the gym as much as I can. I do not like the gym. Uh, I don't extra, I don't like exercising. Honestly, I like, I like good food and I like a lot of it. Um, I mean, I just, it's now, will there come a time that I think about my kids and I'm like, okay, I should probably be maybe a little less Andy's would be good. <laughs> probably. Is that in my like current, you know, short term, like we're talking five-year goal here. I don't think so, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, 
but how wild would it be for someone to go to a gym one time and be mad that they can't see the results that they want? I think that situation is so true across so many facets of our life, but most specifically professional success. And think for a moment, how many places this is true. So many people are consumed about going viral with their content rather than creating a consistent habit of posting content. It's, it's, I've had friends in the content game who they do 30 or 40 video takes for their content piece and then it doesn't go anywhere and all that time's wasted. You know, and frankly, for me, I've had time, I've had times where I've spent a lot of time on a piece of content and it like literally nothing happened. And then I just like threw something up and it got some real momentum, just kind of how it goes. Right. But not just talking about content. This is true in many places. You have people who they, which speaking of content, by the way, a lot of times these people will post content and then they're mad. They're mad at the platform. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to set that to a side for a second. Cause I want to come back to this. Cause something like this came up in our growth group meetup on Tuesday mornings, but not just with content. This is true in um, like networking and sales. Uh, I did BNI for a couple of years. I liked it. I had a great experience with it. I, I ended up, I had a, I had my first baby and then COVID happened. And so I just never re-upped my membership, but I had a good experience with it. But I remember early on in BNI, this woman who was mad that she hadn't gotten any referrals, which if you don't know what BNI is, it's like a paid, it's like a paid networking kind of thing. And so you give people referrals, you try to help. You're like the sales force for each other's businesses that are in that group. Well, this woman joined the group and then she was mad that she hadn't been given any referrals yet. And it had been like a month It maybe been a couple months. I can't remember, but it was like, you just got here. Like you gotta, you gotta play the game a little bit, play the game makes it seem like you're jumping through hoops and that's not what it is. But it's like, that, that isn't how this works. You don't show up. And now suddenly you're getting, you know, you're getting covered up in referrals. It's, it's just not how the game works. Another example. So I have this Tuesday morning growth group and, um, we meet over at red kite in Springdale. It's Tuesday mornings at 9am. Um, I've heard many times over from people who attend that this is their favorite event they go to in a week. So if you're in Northwest Arkansas, you should check this event out Tuesday mornings at nine o'clock. So this past Tuesday, when we use this little side room, it seats about probably 12 comfortably. Uh, I think we had like 17 or 18 people there. So we were pulling in chairs and we were joking about, please, no one else come. No one else come to this meetup. We are totally out of space. So it's fun to like have people come to that group. And people who come to it, they probably have like a random thought of like, I mean, they've told me, I already mentioned this, like, Hey, this is a fun group. I like this group. There might even be people who come to groups like that. And they're like, wow, I want a group like this. In fact, over the years, there's been a lot of other mastermind style networking groups that have popped up, especially in the last couple of years. What's funny to me is that it's, it's one thing for someone to come to an event like that. And think, oh, I want to start something like this. I want to do something like this. This is fun. 
But what people don't see are, oh my gosh, all the weeks that I held that group and no one came. No one sees that. And I'm not talking like I held it one time and no one came. I'm talking like multiple, multiple weeks, several weeks. I think there was a span of like three weeks in a row where I held this meeting and no one came. Y'all want to talk about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship? Man, you really, you really question what you're doing with yourself and doing with your time in those situations. You really question what the heck am I doing with my life in those situations? Cause you feel embarrassed. You feel bad. And, and honestly, the only thing worse than those meetings where no one came were the meetups were when one person came. And that was a lot of times too, where one person would come. <laughs> I'm sitting at this, I'm sitting at this table. It's like this big round table. I'm sitting at this table. I'm just, you know, I'm such a dork. I'm sitting there smiling, like, you know, desperate for someone, right? Well, so you're sitting there, somebody comes in, they look, you know, you can, you can just always tell, you can always tell they're there for the growth group because every person does the same thing. They walk in they kind of look around the room. And in my case, being the only person at this table, they, they kind of look at you for a second. And there's like this instant thought of like, you seem like you might be the growth group guy, but there's no one here. So this can't be the growth group. And so typically what happens is that person like walks around a little bit and then they come back and they say, Hey, is this the growth group? And uh, you know, again, they're the only one there. So I'm like, and, and I'm not going to like, you know, I don't like break down into tears, even if I wanted to. Right. But you know, big smile. Yeah, you made it. Hey, you're here. You made it to the growth group. Come on, sit down. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure there were times where like, the person would sit down and be like, yeah, so is it just me today? Or, um, you know, and I'm sure there were times where I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes there's more people here, you know, sometimes there's two people here, but Hey, we got one man. So many weeks like that. Cause also what would be fun is, and it was never like weird. And I mean, it was weird, right? I mean, you came to a networking event and no one was there, but it was never weird where I was like, you know, Hey, tell me everything about you. It was just, it was just coffee talk. It was like, Hey, what's your business? Oh, that's cool. Here's what I do. You know, it's small talk, just trying to be, to make a genuine relationship with somebody. Well, it was always funny because the person within, and this happened so many times where the person would get up and they'd be like, Hey, well, this is great. I'm definitely going to come back next week. And I've just learned that anytime someone like goes out of their way to say, I will definitely be there. I'm like, you're not coming back. I am never going to see you again. And I don't think, I don't think I ever did. I don't think I ever saw those people again. Now, why did I put myself through that? Why did I, why did I put myself out there to do something like that? Well, for me, when I started my business and if you come to the growth group, you're going to hear this every week. I started the growth group because Guys, I had no freaking clue what I was doing when I started Good Advice. And, but I was so desperate, desperate for this, this burning need to help people. Seriously, like to be able to help someone with their business is so deeply fulfilling to me. I love it. And I had this, I had just this energy about it. I want to do this. I want to make a difference. I want to do, I feel like this is a gift that God's given me. Like I want 
And I'd been a high school teacher before that. And I had worked in this consulting firm also. And I feel like I had a gift of, um, one connecting with people, but two teaching honestly is really when it, when it comes down to it, like teaching and educating. And I also just love business and entrepreneurship. It's kind of funny how like the paths, the professional career path goes. Cause I was actually a marketing major in college and my college advisor was like, ah, oh, you don't want to do that. Uh, you're not going to find a job if you do that. So I switched actually to biology to be pre-med, which I never ended up doing. And then I ended up going and being a teacher. Um, cause I, I shadowed a doctor for a week and between wanting to throw up and realizing I really didn't like medicine, I was like, I should probably do something different because I obviously don't really enjoy this, but it's funny how all things kind of, how I ended up eventually was kind of back where I was first thinking about, you know, spending my professional career. But point being, I so badly wanted to help people, but I was so lost. I was lost and I had no idea. It's like standing. I think about like, you know, like those videos or like pictures of like the nuclear power plant. I think of like the Homer Simpson one, like in the intro where, which almost everyone's seen like this intro music thingy, whatever trailer. I don't know what to call it. Just the intro, right? Why am I making it weird? <laughs> it's the intro of the show. And Homer Simpson comes in. There's like a array of all these buttons in front of him. Like that's honestly what I have felt like running a business is like. You are surrounded by buttons to push and levers to pull. And you have you, you don't have a clue which one is actually going to make a difference in your business. And the worst thing is you have a slew of very hungry salespeople who will try to the best of their ability to convince you that the button they know about is the button you should push because I mean, they want, they want your money. They want you to buy from them. So in my case, it was like, Oh, I mean, Facebook ads, that is how you really grow the business. Now in hindsight, I didn't fully know what I was selling. I didn't fully know how to talk about my business. I, I, and again, I didn't know what I was doing. So spending money on Facebook ads was a massive money pit for me, but I had a salesperson who was like, Oh, Facebook ads, it's Facebook ads can be really great for people. And you know, it's honestly not really anything against Facebook advertising. It's just, it wasn't the right answer for me, but I didn't know what the right answer was. Right. So I so badly wish I could have gone back in time and for someone to say, Hey, Blake, here's what you got to do. And I had some conversations with seasoned business owners. I had this um, retired exec from JB Hunt who I sat down with and I was pretty much like, man, you got to give me some advice. And it honestly, his advice was like, hey, you're doing all the right things. Like, keep going, which I was like, but it doesn't feel like I'm doing the right things. Like, I have no money. What's going on here? Now, funny enough, his advice is really what I'm talking about today, the power of consistency and how consistency lends itself to deeper relationships. It lends itself to trustworthiness. It lends itself to establishing your brand that people see value in where they want to, they come to you wanting to buy rather than you desperately asking someone else to buy. But so when I started the growth group, I remember thinking, geez, I, I, this is important to me because if I can help just one person, if I can help one person, it is worth it. And it's, you know, it's kind of like that younger naivety, um, naivete, whatever the word is, 
you know, where you're, you don't have any concept of like your time and the value of your time or what have you. And so, but I really, that was my philosophy was if I can help one person, it's worth it. So I remember I did the growth group. Um, it first was like a once a month meetup and we would get like 10 to 15 people. I can't remember how many would come, but again, it was just once a month. So I had a whole month to build up the marketing for this and we'd have a pretty good turnout. All that to say COVID happened. We couldn't do the group anymore. Started doing the group online. I think we'd have maybe six or seven people who'd come to it. And then we went back in person and it felt like all the momentum was gone. Like I said, a lot of weeks of just me by myself, a lot of weeks with just one person, sometimes two. And I just told myself, I, I can't remember if I told this to my wife or I told it to myself because she might always ask like, Hey, how did the group go today? And so I might be like, Oh, it was good. I had a great conversation with myself or, you know, what have you. But I told myself, this is something I'm going to commit myself to doing, whether there's one person or 10 people, I am going to do this because it's worth it to me. If only one person comes, it's not about the numbers. It's worth it to me if only one person comes and I can help someone in some small way. So when people come to the growth group and it's basically standing room only where we're sliding in chairs from out the outdoors, people can admire that, but then miss the part of the story of when no one was coming. I had a guy on the podcast years ago who he um, said this thing that always stuck with me. He talked about Jeff Bezos, and this is way before um, Elon Musk was even really in the conversation uh, in terms of like the level of brand he has today. So back then, you know, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates, these are kind of the people that people talked about. People still talk about Jeff Bezos today, obviously. But anyway, he was talking about Jeff Bezos, and he was like, you know, man, everyone in the business world, they want to become Jeff Bezos. They want to be Jeff Bezos. But you know what I've learned? Everyone wants to be that guy but no one wants to be the guy working out of his garage, which is how the story goes about Jeff Bezos, that it was like a garage, you know, startup, which that's kind of like a meme in today's culture is like starting out of the garage. Now, uh, knowing more about this, I don't know how true that is of Jeff Bezos. You know, it's kind of like the joke about the, Oh, I got a small loan of a million dollars from my dad. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. So I don't know how true his humble beginnings are. But there are many businesses that that is how they start. So many people want the end result, but a lot of people aren't willing to bear the weight of the starting point of beginning the race of investing in consistency. I have a pretty small following on social media. It's a pretty humble following. You know, I'll post something on LinkedIn. I'll get a handful of responses on it. And it's nice. You know, I ran into a guy the other day who, um, actually I got, I've gotten a couple of these comments over the last month. I was talking to a guy on, on an email chain and then I ran into a guy the other day and both of them said, Hey, you got, you got a nice little thing going on LinkedIn. And I kind of smiled and thought to myself, yeah. And there were a lot of posts where no one ever, <laughs> I don't know who read it. I don't know what happened with it. Right. But again, consistency is a competitive advantage. Consistency is the key to success. 
Steve Lay, who runs Equity Business Solutions, he's been mentioned. Uh, he's a great advertiser on the podcast, an amazing business owner. And just in general, if you're in Northwest Arkansas, he is someone worth meeting. You'll want to talk to this person. Steve has done really well through the networking world. And one of the things he's talked about is we have a Wednesday morning networking event here in Northwest Arkansas. And he talks about going to that every single week, every single week for a year. There's another guy who comes to the growth group on Tuesday mornings, who's done really well for himself too. And I remember his first time coming to the growth group. It was February of 2022, I think no customers, no revenue, hadn't made a sale yet. And he was desperate, desperate, but he committed himself to coming to not just that group, but other networking events to the point where, I mean, this guy brought in something like, I think 200, $300,000 of sales and it's the power of consistency. That is the secret sauce to success. And if you are desperate for an answer, I, I wish I could tell you there's a silver bullet. I wish I could tell you that if you just do this one thing, and maybe if I was a better salesperson, maybe if I was a better salesperson, because that's what I always hear is like, oh, just do this one thing. And, and, and not to say there isn't low hanging fruit in your business, not to say there aren't simple things you can do that can drastically improve your business. There are absolutely. It's part of the reason why having a way to connect and collaborate and have conversations with other business owners can be so valuable to you because you start to glean insight on, I never thought of it that way. I never, I've never considered doing that. And, oh, okay. That's, that's really interesting. You know, gaining insight from other people, there's, there's a real edge to that. But more often than not, what people really want is a short path from A to B. And they believe that business success is found in that short path. And I got news for you. There is no short path from A to B. And the path, by the way, doesn't end at B. The path goes from like Z to like double A to like QR. I'm thinking like the Excel spreadsheet of all the columns, you know, that just stretches on for eternity, which sometimes business ownership does feel like an eternity. It's, it's understanding how winding and wild the road of success is, but how key to it is consistency. That was a weird sentence. How consistency is a key to it. Consistency matters in the quality of your services in showing up every day. I had a customer once who said something to me and it always stuck with me. We were talking about her business and a lot of the stressors that were happening in her business. And she said, you know, Blake, I just have to show up every day. And in her case, she's a Christian she said, I have to show up every day and God's going to do the rest. I just have to show up. I just have to show up every day serving my customers and God's going to do the rest. Whether you're spiritual or not, I, I think that's true. If you just show up every day thinking about your customers, who you're going to serve today, how you're going to love people well today serving your customers, being intentional, being genuine, 
you are going to win long-term. It's not winning at expense of someone else. It's the road we're all on and we're wanting to take steps forward to whatever end result we're hoping for. Getting to that point faster means developing the habits we need in order to make that happen. So here's my advice to you. I, I don't have, I wish I could tell you like, I will by this, by the way, say there's a great book called Atomic Habits. Um, that's all about habits that you can check out. But I wish I could tell you like, okay, now here's the three things you do to like create consistency. And unfortunately, I I don't have that. <laughs> my, my process for consistency is honestly grounded in stubbornness. It is, I will do this thing until someone forces me not to. I will do the Tuesday morning group until there is an extreme compelling reason not to do it. It's the line in the sand. I'm going to do this. The same thing's true about podcasting. I am going to publish this podcast until something drastic happens that keeps me from doing it. And the same thing's true about social media. For me, I'm going to be posting on social media until I have a reason not to do it. And when it comes to stubbornness, I just said, this is what I'm going to do. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm probably over, I think I'm probably over, um, like, like understand the humanity here of myself and that I, I think I'm over, uh, emphasizing like, oh, I said I was going to do it. So I just did it. it. There is like a habit forming side of this. There were times with the podcast where I posted and then I didn't post for three weeks and then I posted again and then I didn't post for, for, you know, two more weeks. You know, there, there were times with the growth group that early, early on where I was like, ah, I'm, I'm, we're just not going to, I'm just not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it this week. Sometimes where I was feeling really low about my business and I was like, I just, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I can't face going to the table with no one being there until it came to, it came to a point where I said, I will do this no matter what. And oh, man, I wish I was smarter in retrospect to be able to help you understand how do you go from that wishy-washiness to that line in the sand. And I remember, I'm, I'm reminded of a quote from Tony Robbins who basically said, you won't change until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And in all of those situations, I got to a point where it was basically like, I can't ignore this anymore. I think in terms of the growth group, it was like, I can't escape this feeling of not doing meaningful work, even if it has to be free. So I will create this group and manage it. Even if one person comes, same thing was true for the podcast. I'd get like a positive effort. Hey, listen to the podcast. It was really great. Okay. I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to do this. This is helping people. This is making a difference. So I'm willing to embrace the change, the, the pain of change, of fixing my schedule, of making it happen. Sometimes it has been very painful. Times where I've recorded where I've been like, I don't want to do this right now. Or times where it's very inconvenient for my family at home. You know, Blake's recording again. <laughs> Everyone be quiet. Shush. There's been real change, you know, and there's been real pain associated with that. But I got to the point where it was too painful not to do it. So I did it. Now it's gonna be really awkward if like a year from now, 
it's like, oh, Blake doesn't do the podcast anymore, right? Hopefully I still am. I mean, I say hopefully, I know I will be. I know I'm I'm committed for life at this point. So I don't know if that's compelling advice or not, but my advice to you is if you're wanting to create these habits, if you're wanting to do these things, recognize that it it takes drawing the line in the sand. And then beyond that, understand your your fallacy, your your capacity for failure as a human in that you will not suddenly do it's like the new year's resolutions where someone has like 15 things that they're going to change for the next year and you're kind of like really you're going to all 15 of those things huh start small i'm going to this is one thing i'm going cuz here's actually here's actually this actually is the insight now that i think about it choose one thing and make that a habit for you make that something you can do consistently And then over time, what you will find is that thing becomes so normal to you and so part of your day and so part of your routine that you no longer really think about it. You're not exerting energy on developing it or creating it or managing it. It's just, it's just natural momentum. It's natural energy. And then what you do then is once it gets to that point, you take the spare energy that you were using and nurturing this that's now freed up because it's become part of you. You take that spare energy and you add something else. The podcast, I honestly, I mean, we publish two or three times a week. I honestly barely think about any, think about it anymore. It's so just, this is what I'm doing. The growth group. I don't even think about it anymore. I literally don't even think about it. It's like, yep, Tuesday morning, let's go. Social media content. I told myself, I think about six months ago, I'm going to post every day, which was grueling, (laughs) grueling. I honestly, I barely think of it today. I think of it in terms of like, okay, what do I want to post? But like in terms of process, I, I, I barely even think about it anymore. And so as these things become habit, what is the, excuse me, what is the next thing? The answer to that, no idea. (laughs) but that's how it works. You do these things consistently. You start to do them better. You develop a process for them. They take less energy, less time, less stress, and that allows you to do more things. But when you think about success for your life, whether that's your business, that's you, that's your career, what have you, you have to embrace consistency. Hey, that's today's episode today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope it's encouraging for you. If you have any stories about how you've embraced consistency and what it's done for your business, I'd love to hear about it. Shoot me an email, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. And I'd love to even mention it on the show. Or, you know, if you don't want me to, at least just send me the the email and I'll give you a, a shout out via email, I guess. Um, other than that, don't forget, you can always advertise on the podcast, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. You can check our Patreon, patreon.com slash goodadvice. You can drop us a review on our Google profile. That's good advice here in Northwest Arkansas. And beyond, beyond all of those things, thank you, those of you who've been listening long-term, who've told people about the podcast, who've supported the podcast, and who've encouraged me to continue doing the podcast. That's one thing I haven't mentioned is a lot of times the key to success are the people around you who breathe energy and life into your ideas. Thank you to those of you who have been so encouraging on the podcast and told me to keep pressing record. I appreciate you. Like I said, that's today's good advice. 
We'll catch you later. See ya.